Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 370, recorded live on Saturday, July 26, 2014. And here are your hosts, the man who's not really paying attention to Comic-Con, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who's also paying absolutely no attention to Comic-Con, Andy Lowe. Hi. So I'm, I'm barely paying attention and you're well, totally not. Yeah, I'm totally not. Are you paying any attention? I, I see some of the articles that come out of it. You see, you're paying some, but not a lot. I mean, but a little. it's not that I'm specifically watching for Comic-Con. They're, they're just articles that come across my newsfeed, like the idea of this Firefly MMO. I was going to say, let me guess, most of the news articles that are coming out of Comic-Con have absolutely nothing to do with, with comics. comics. Hey, there was a there was a Serenity comic. True, there was. Yeah, it was done by Dark Horse, wasn't it? I think so. Oh. It was pretty decent. I read the first one. I bought it for someone as a gift. Ah. Is that, I don't know, is that tacky? If you buy a comic for someone and read it first? <laughs> Well, I, I hope that, you know, it, you have it at least in pristine condition when you give it to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's like a hardback com- oh. uh, comic. Okay, yeah. that's. It's not like you like buy a comic and you read it and you roll it up and you stick it in your pocket sort of thing and then you give it to somebody. That's just right. – that's extremely tacky. It, it, it was a graphic novel. It's like buying somebody a five-pack of beer. Drinking one? Yeah. <laughs> But, like, there there was no way to know that someone had read it. True. Unless they now listen to this podcast and then go, son of a bitch. Wait a minute. <laughs> son of a bitch read my comic before I did. Well, it technically wasn't their comic yet because you had not handed it over to them. But it was purchased with the intent of delivery. Okay. I think it's tacky, maybe. I, I still need to read, actually, the comics we got at Free Comic Book Day. Didn't stop me from doing it. Yeah, and I've also got the year one deluxe edition I need to read. And uh, let's see, I finished The Dark Knight Returns. I need to get in with, uh, oh, what's the police one? It's Gotham Central, I think. What? Yeah, it's a it's a comic book series that's based off of it's it's a Batman comic book series, but it doesn't involve Batman. It involves the Gotham City Police Force. It's kind of like what the Fox is doing with that Gotham TV show. Fox is doing a Gotham TV show. You didn't hear about this? No. They just put out some of the trailers recently because of you know Comic Con. Did they put them out at Comic Con? I'm guessing they put out this, one at Comic Con. The thing that I I'm barely paying attention to. Let's see if that was because it was released because of Comic-Con. It was released because of Comic-Con. Yeah, Fox Gotham get massive marketing push at Comic-Con. Yeah. What a surprise. Yeah. So Comic-Con. I, I was never really a big comics guy. No, neither was I. How often do they come out? Once a month? Well, some of them come out more often than I think. I don't know. Once a week? Once a month? Like, I don't know. I know New Comic Book Day is Wednesday. Yes. So that's the day that they ship them, or the day the stores put them out. But are they are they actually, like, they aren't weeklies, right? That's a lot of effort for a, for each week. Yes, yes, it would be. But just the, the cost of them, I guess, compared to some of the other stuff I do now, isn't so high. It just felt like it was. And, you know, if you want to read a, a good story, then you also have to read, like, four other stories to support it. Maybe, but still, yeah, each comic's, what, about 3 to $4 a pop? Uh, is it that much now? I think so. Okay, yeah, so, like, that's a lot. Every month. Okay, it's not a lot. It's a cup of coffee. Yeah. Every month. <laughs> if you skip one Starbucks every month. God, everybody keeps, oh yeah, you can save lots of money if you go to Starbucks. I'm like, all right, what happens if you don't go to Starbucks? Wait, why, why are they saying you can save money if you go to Starbucks? No, no, Who? if you don't go to Starbucks. Okay, because you just said you could save money if you go to Starbucks. No, sorry, my apologies. It's so one of those... you're saying if you go to Starbucks and choose not to, you're saving money? Yes. Okay. It's 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 one of those things where you look at some of those, like, how to save money. <laughs> Avoid think, Starbucks. Yeah, it's like one of those things, like, stop going out for coffee, and it's just like... I do. I, I do. I've got a Keurig. It's cup of coffee here which is delicious only cost me about a dollar at most okay so and and so you're complaining like how do i how do i save money yeah stop drinking coffee yeah because it's a dollar a day right <laughs> it's 30 bucks a month it's 360 dollars a year what would i drink instead for my caffeine don't depend on caffeine oh please david do you think are you going to be able to live without relying on caffeine no <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not trying to save money that way <laughs> It's like saying, to save money, don't... Die. Yeah. <laughs> to save money, just die. Then you're dead. You don't have to worry about money. Ta-da. Or, I mean, there is that, that joke about the recurring bill after the guy died. Funeral, son gets the, the body prepared, you know, gets the tuxedo, puts the guy. Uh, they have the funeral because it was an open casket viewing. They look at it. And, okay, so they bury it. 
month later, the son gets a bill. So what the hell is this? A month later, the son gets another bill, gets another bill. They'd rented a tuxedo. Oh. Anyway. On a side note, holy crap, the amount of comics that come out on New Comic Book Day. <laughs> are you looking at the list of comics that are released? Yeah, comiclist.com. It has the New Comic Book Releases list for Wednesday, July 23rd, and it's just... Okay, so, but the, you can look then, like, are are the major main ones, you know, like the Spider-Man ones, the Iron Man ones, Avengers, are those every week, or are they every month? I think they're every month. Hold on, I'm trying to find a comic book series so I can see when each one was released. We're going to go with a Batman just because it is the 75th anniversary of Batman. Batman was a cut. Joke, joke. Calm down, people. Batman number 33 was released July 23rd. Batman number 30 was released in April. Sounds like every month. Yes. Okay. We are terrible geeks. Well, it's one of those things where it's being a, you could like, I remember talking about this years ago on this podcast is how there is a very, it's a recurring topic. It comes up every so yeah, often where it's like, yes, you could be a geek, but heck you could be a sports geek and talk baseball out the wazoo for some people. Yep. You could be a fantasy football geek and talk about all of that stuff. It's one of those things where you can get a fantasy football geek and you get a halo first person shooter geek and trying to get them to talk about they have very few common experiences. Yes. Some at some point, I need you to like sit me down and explain how fantasy football works. It feels like it's something I'd be interested in, but I've never tried to ta- you know figure out what you need to do or when or where or how. It's pretty simple, okay. from what I gather. Okay. I think we should. Yeah, we need to to look at that. I think it's something we'd enjoy. It's a, somewhat some work put behind it, from what I've gathered with from because. Uh, Is it? I mean, it's basically like an RPG. Well, you you select players at different positions. So you make your own team. You make your own team of, you have, okay, you're allowed to have so many quarterbacks, you're allowed to have so many running backs, yada, yada, yada. I I expect you, yeah, you get like a full team. And you basically pick, from what I gather, you pick a player at each position for that week. And how well that player does doing certain things, you get points. And most of the time, you actually face off against somebody else in your fantasy football league. So it's gambling. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. You think, hey, is this guy going to do good compared to the other people I have? And, okay, what's this other guy going to have? And, and I don't know. And then you make trades with other players. You bring players up. You drop them down. It's all... <laughs> It's a lot of spreadsheets from what I've heard. But that might just be because the people I was talking to were all working for Mophie, which was an electronics company that makes accessories for Apple products. So that's pretty geeky. Yes. So speaking of Comic-Con, there's one thing that I actually heard about coming out of Comic-Con. Oh, I heard a couple of things, but go ahead. Well, I was talking about the uh, Halo live action series. Ah. Uh, Halo Nightfall. Yeah. It seems interesting. This is the one show that survived the massive cuts? Uh, one of two, because there's still the Steven Spielberg Halo thing that there's, supposedly there's also survived. Shows. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that we actually have enough market share for two Halo shows? Uh, I don't know. What do you mean, do we have enough market share? Well, Are there enough Halo fans? Yes, to support two Halo shows. Yes. Do you want to look up how many copies Halo sold? No, Halo probably sold a lot of copies. How many games are there, Andy? Oh, it's Halo 4 plus ODST plus... Is there six Halo games now? Four ODST. There's the Spartan Assault. There's the Halo Clicks board game. Oh, I forgot about the board game in that real-time strategy game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they can they can afford a TV show or two, particularly because they aren't going to actually be TV shows. It's going to be much more like a web series. And it's going to be called the, oh, what are they calling it? The Halo something something? The Halo something something? Halo. Probably. Now with more Halos. <laughs> well, that's good because the last Halo didn't really have a Halo in it. No, no, it didn't. Like, you're, you're missing the titular component here. The game called Halo, I would expect there to be a Halo somewhere. Yeah. I gotta say, jumping into the game at Halo 2 was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Like, what's going on? Oh god, Earth's under attack. <laughs> what the hell? 
what the hell is all this? Well, it's kind of like uh, how Gears of War kind of just threw you into the battle as soon as you started. Mm-hmm. Like the tutorial was literally taking you out of jail and you're in the middle of everything now. It's like, what the hell? Well, but like a, a lot of sci-fi does that. Yes, it's just throw you into there and hope you uh, can figure a way of what's it, going well, on. Well, because you will find a way. Yes. Or you will fail. And if you fail, then it wasn't meant for you. Nope. I mean, the alternative is the like, hi, welcome to the world of Pokemon. In this world, everyone has a Pokemon. We live side by side with them. Are you a boy or a girl? I just always named that other guy my... Your rival. Your rival. I just named him Ass. Everyone did. Yeah. Uh Good time. I still need to finish up Pokemon. Which and by, one? And by finish up Pokemon, I mean just, you know, screw trying to collect them all and actually just eat it. Yay, Andy. You know you get to keep playing after you, you beat the final four? <gasps> then I could go and see about collecting them all. Right. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I have to trade with people to collect them all? Well, shit, I'm running it <laughs> on an emulator. This won't work. There's ways to do it. I know, but I was reading how to do it with the emulator. I was currently running it on on my phone. Good luck. A, yeah, that one was a little not so much. Yeah, that, that's a little harder. Yeah. All right, well, that will segue us into video game news. Well, I, I was, there's actually more that came out of Comic-Con. Oh, there was? There's one other thing that I, I think it, it's limited time, like okay. very limited time. Um, but if you go to marvel.com forward slash MU. Okay. Go ahead and do that. Going there right now. Oh, until July. 29th, which would be Tuesday after this podcast comes out. So everyone who listens on the first day. Yes. Uh, this is a promotion that Marvel's doing for Comic-Con this year, where you get access to the Marvel Universe, Marvel Unlimited, rather, is what it's called, Marvel Unlimited, uh, for 99 cents for the first month. Marvel Unlimited being Marvel's online comic repository. Ah, okay. So the first month will be billed at 99 cents unless subscription is canceled by the end of the first month. Subsequent months will be billed at the then current monthly subscription fee of $10 per month. Right. But for a buck, you for get For a access. dollar, you can get in and just make sure to cancel it before. Yeah, just do it before the first month. I've been reading Deadpool. Oh, goodness. The oddball comic. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I like the writing. I love the character. He's a good character. Because he's crazy. Because he's totally crazy. And he knows he's in a comic. It's just one of those things. <laughs> there was a, uh, oh, what was the, Max Payne, the first one. At one point in the game, he's like hallucinating on drugs or something like that. I don't remember exactly what was going on there. But for part of the game, he actually was like, wait, why Why is my speech appearing in a bubble above my head? And suddenly I'm looking from a different perspective and there's that bubble again. What the? And then he's like, wait, what's all those squiggly lines? So he's like, he's hallucinating that he's in a comic, in a video game. And then the next time you go through, he actually hallucinates that he's in a video game. Nice. What's this health bar here? This makes no sense. But doing that for a comic, I could see that working out pretty well. Because then you can just make fun of being in a comic while being in a comic. Correct. So I have until Tuesday to decide on this one, right? It's a buck. Skip coffee for a day. I can't skip coffee for a day. What are you, crazy? You can skip coffee. Are you having coffee tomorrow? Yes. Well, (laughs) no, actually. There you go. That's skipping coffee for a day. Because tomorrow's Sunday, so I got to go running. Then that's coffee for a day. Yeah. So skip it. I suppose. Then I can actually start reading comics and be like, aha, I can read comics. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, Ramus. Yeah, that came live. It was just not, not on our list. Nope. Oops. Yep. I haven't logged into Hearthstone in like two months-ish. Well, just log in now because the it, the first wing is free for like the first month. Only for the first month? Yes. Oh. And it's only the first wing. There are four other four ones. Right, because it's next Ramus. Yeah, which I actually never ran in WoW. You know, neither did I. Or did I? Is that where you fight the Lich King? Yes. No, that was Ice Crown Citadel. Oh, I don't remember who was in Nax. I just remember there was that whole... I, I imagine Kel'Thuzad is in Nax. Probably. So, um, I got into the first Nax wing, blew through the normal guys, mm-hmm. blew through the uh, class-specific ones, where they actually give you a class and a deck and say, here, beat the boss with this. I assume then, it's, it's possible. Yes, yes, it is possible. That one was a little... It took a couple of tries because half the time you don't even know what's in the deck because you can't look at it and you're like, what cards am I playing with? I don't know. I'll, I'll play this one. Oh, shit, I shouldn't have played that one because here's this other card. All right, well... So it takes a couple of times just to find out what your deck is doing. And then it's easy peasy to beat them. So I did that and I did... There was Druid and Rogue. Bing, bang, both of those were done. 
And then there's the heroic mode. Yes. The heroic mode, A, increases the boss's health to 45 from 30 while you still stay at 30. And B, increases their heroic ability and some of their cards to be stronger than they normally are. So they cheat. Yeah, the the first boss, which I have I have to find a deck to do this. I'm thinking a warlock deck maybe to figure this one out. Um, but for his heroic ability is for two mana, he can summon a four four. What? Yes. Just turn two, boom, four four. Yes. Every turn after that is that one of the times I was playing him. That was literally it. He played a he went second, played a coin, boom, four four off the on the board. On turn, yeah, on turn one. On turn one, then turn two, boom. There's two of them. It's like, well, shit. I don't even have a board clears sheep. Yeah. It's like that's that's four mana. Yep. So it's like. Oh, what the hell am I supposed to do? It's like, Suffer. okay, Warlock. I expect that you actually start with 18 life. Yeah, and just every turn was another 4-4. Four, four I'm like, ah! Now I see why this is heroic. It's like, you gotta get some, you gotta get your shit together in order to even have a chance. Otherwise, you're gonna get steamrolled by this guy. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay, so I mean, uh, it's Warlock because he's got the good low level four damage clearing spells. Okay, so I can do that to try and just at least keep the board clear so I'm not getting pummeled every single turn. But it's still, it's just, oh my god. And then I read the heroic modes. All you get if you beat all the heroic modes is a new card back. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, hmm, shit. Should I even keep trying that, this? That doesn't seem like it's worth it. No. So then I'm going back to uh, Arena again. Current average is 5.8 wins per Arena run. Nice. Until other people start coming in with Nax cards. Oh, you get Nax cards actually now in Arena. Oh, cool. So I, I haven't seen them, but I know they exist because people are playing Nax cards against me. And like I said on Facebook, it's all fun and games in Arena until somebody plays a Legendary Dragon. <laughs> or two. Or two. And then... I'd, Every time somebody lays down a legendary dragon or some sort of like legendary card, I just say thank you. Like, <laughs> I wonder if the sarcasm can get through the, the the six emotes that I have. It's just like, oh, you laid down a legendary. Thanks. Thank for that. you. That, yeah. That's well. That, yeah. Good job. Oh, poor Andy. <laughs> like, yes, I'm beating you with uh, commons, some rares, and maybe an epic, or two epics, maybe. And then you're just like, oh, legendary. That's what happens when you get to like the, the seven wins and up. It's just like, oh, you're at seven wins because you got a nice random generation of legendaries. It's I can maybe sheep you, but you're still gonna take me down to 15 health from a, not even touching me because you played a legendary card. Go you. Mm-hmm. <sighs> So yeah, that's what's going on right now. I'm saving up all my coins, though, for the next wing. Because, yeah, 700 coin per wing. Damn! Or, you know, you could just pay money to open them. I think it's, what, like $5 per wing if you pay cash? But, yeah. Still a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially for what you get out of it. It's like, I get three, five cards maybe per wing. Ooh. So you're paying a dollar a card, basically. So... Okay. So, next. Eh. That's a, that's a mini review right there. Next. <laughs> wasn't quite time for the random review. I was just commenting that it came out. And I've been all over it, and it's... Eh. Yeah, man, you are into this game. Well, like I said, uh, A, I don't have to pay anything. You know what else you don't have to pay for? What? Terraria. <laughs> but that's not, that is neither here nor there. Yes, but I can hop into Hearthstone and the games, you know, unless I'm playing a, a priest who basically takes me to attrition, where that's what kills me is because I've run out of cards in my deck. Yep. Normally the game matches only last about 10-15 minutes. Okay, and then how many of those do you play? Well, I normally just try and play the uh, for the quest, the daily quest. Okay, so those 10 or 15 minute matches last for half an hour to an hour? Well, what I used to do is actually do uh, playing the game, and as soon as the match was done, I do a fifteen-minute timer, and then do something else around the apartment: ah, laundry, come back. dishes, cleaning up stuff, and then I would come back do another one. If the match so lasted if, six if you minutes, could, like, pause the game. Yeah, that would be useful. Yes, because you can pause Terraria. You, what is with you and Terraria? It's a good game, and I think you'd enjoy it. And I know that you you have now given it another chance and even said, well, maybe. And so moving from the no, I don't like it to well, maybe is actually rather encouraging. Oh, I see you only used four no's this time. What? It was a quote from, I think, Rules of Engagement or something like that, where a guy asks his wife something. She's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, ah, ah you only, only used, used four. four. If you want me to stop bugging you about Terraria, I will stop bugging you about Terraria. 
Well, then what are you going to bug about me next? What if, uh, what if I started bugging you about this Maxis Minecraft thing? What, what Maxis Minecraft thing? Maxis is working on a Minecraft-inspired free-to-play game. Okay, when we say free-to-play, are we talking, like, free or... You can free, but there's money, and you can buy things, and it's free to win. Or pay to win. Not free to win. Pay to win. Well, all we have to go off of it is a listing for a senior designer at EA Studio, because they own Maxis. Maxis, yeah. Um, the, the Working on the project will require deep understanding of principles of game progression design, crafting trees, technology trees, character RPG-style leveling design, and mathematical loot progression modeling. Where I mean, I guess I see Minecraft in that, but also not like there is nothing that explicit so the idea of item progression has been around since the 80s all right okay so the requirements on the list here says understanding playing and understanding other games in the creativity space including little big planet minecraft and its popular mods roblox disney infinity project spark and other upcoming efforts i love that they they lock on to minecraft of all the things in there well minecraft and little big planet that's they're somewhat similar yep so I could bug you about any of those other games because there many of them are similar to Terraria. True. Oh, Disney Infinity. Yep. Uh, what else we got? But do you think if you know there was a SimCity sort of Minecraft like, thing, Minecrafty and SimCity? I don't know. I mean, Maxis is, as you said, owned by EA. True, and we all saw how the last SimCity turned out, and we all saw how Spore turned out. Oh, man, Spore. Right. Like, you want a game where there's huge amounts of potential? Oh, speaking of Sims. Yes. This is also not on the list, but Sims 2 and all of the expansions. Is being deactivated, right? Pretty much. But um, they're giving it away for free. Oh. So all of Sims 2 and all of, like, the Sims 2 universities, pets, and all that, all the expansions. The, like, 800 and, expansions? Yeah. They're giving it away. They're giving it away. Do we have the a down, link to this? The, the down, uh, well, let me see if I can. Sims 2 free. Ultimate Collection is free on Origin. Oh. That's the downside of there. It's free on Origin. On Origin. Oh. But yeah, it's free until July 31st. Do I want to contaminate? Well, I, I already have contaminated the computer with that. I guess As I have I. Add it to the account. Yeah. How is SimCity doing? Is anyone even playing it? I don't know. You can also at the same time right now pick up Hegel for free through Origin. Yay, Peggle. Yeah, so yeah, Sims 2 and everything about it is free until 10 a.m. on July 31st. Okay. Um. Do we want to go... Well, we've got Steam now, so we just talked about Origin. Steam yes. controller. Yes, there's another update to the controller. I love how this controller's had like four updates and it's not even out yet. Well, because... Valve included us very early in the design process. And by yeah. us, I mean the community at large, not just this podcast. Although and that would the, be really cool. And the, what, the 300 dev kits that got released to the wild? Uh, that was 300 Steam boxes, wasn't That's it? That's what I meant, yeah. The, the 300 Steam yeah. boxes that were released to everybody. Yep. Okay, so another update. They added a thumbstick. Yes, instead of the directional pad of up, down, left, and right, there's a thumbstick now in that location. Wasn't the whole point of the, the two sensors that they didn't need the touch, the, the thumbstick? Well, the, the thumbstick's going to be an additional option on top of that weird trackpad. Do they really even know what they're doing with this thing? I don't know. It's, I'm guessing there was somebody who was trying to use that Steam pad for some fighting game or something. They're like, it doesn't have a thumbstick. I, 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 I don't know what to do with my hands. Learn to use button. <laughs> I, it's one of those things that's like, really? It's, uh, I, I don't know. It's, I don't sticks know. are okay. What's really fun is sometimes if you if you boot up the controller, I think you can actually set up so the thumbstick normally when it first boots up will calibrate itself saying okay because it's in the, the upright position that that's the center. So if you give somebody a thumbstick and you turn it on with the thumbstick pointing over into the corner. Why would you do that? To mess with them, you know. Why would you do that? 
that's you're playing a fighting game against somebody who's going to wipe the floor with you here. That's here's, cheating, here's your controller. Andy, you and I are dicks to each other in games, me particularly, but I would never stoop to something as low as giving you a, a faulty controller. <sighs> that's okay. It would be fun for a little bit. Can you imagine how frustrating that would be? Yes, yes, it would. What's good? My guy's not. What's, stop it! <sighs> just even the playing field for just a little bit and then. No, it's not evening the playing field. It's being a dick and not even the like, ah ha ha, we're having fun dick. It's the real, like, that is a dick move. Yeah. I refuse to support you on this one. Okay. I'm getting sad puppy dog eyes from Laz. I don't know why. Do you have a fan on over there or something? The water heater. Okay. Yeah, I'm recording in the basement today. So there's been a lot of strange noises from this end. I haven't heard any of them until that, what I'm guessing is the water heater. But That's the water heater. Right. Someone decided to take a shower. This is the underground recording of Ari Podcast. Literally. I'm half underground because I had to walk up steps to get into the apartment building and then walk down to get into our apartment. But we have a walkout door on the other side, so I may or may not be underground right now. You're you're kind of in a hill? Yes. So what else we got here going on? Oh, so yeah, remember when Dota 2 was going to be broadcast on ESPN and we thought that was just weird? Or it was it was more surprising Yes. that ESPN 2 was going to air a preview to a Dota 2 final? Yep. Well, it turns out many people were not pleased about that. That they aired it? Yeah. How come? Because they were like, this is ESPN 2. This, this is not sport. It totally is sport. Just because you don't understand it doesn't make it less of a sport. I know. Which the, I love the first comment on Kotaku is like, um, you know how many times I've seen World Poker Championships on ESPN 2? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> or those uh, pool trick shot challenges. Okay, those are actually cool to watch. They are amazing to watch. They are no more sport than poker. No, but oh man, those things. Just the thing. Oh, who was it? It was one of the, I think it was Massey set up a boot off the pool table on the floor. It was a, it was a uh, like a cowboy boot. And the goal was to actually like hit the ball off the table and get it in the boot. Okay. And he did it. And the other guy was like, yeah, I'm not even, yeah, not going to do that. Here, <laughs> have your, have your point. Nice. Nice. This is the equivalent of horse with a, a pool table. Yes. So they do all the really fun stuff of like hitting around stuff, hitting, uh, using your cue stick to like stop a ball on a hundred dollar bill sort of thing. That's, I think that's their tiebreaker is you have to hit a ball and you have to have, like land it on a hundred dollar bill on the, the pool table. I, mean, I think you have to like bank it off of all four walls first and then try and land it on the dollar bill. What? Yeah. God damn. These people have too much free time. So people were mad at ESPN. Yes. The entertainment and sports programming network. Yes. Because Dota 2 isn't a sport. But then also they posted uh, on, the, on the link here, they also decided to search for the World Cup soccer that was posted on ESPN 2. And those people are also not pleased. ESPN, you lose my viewership every time you show a soccer game. But, but soccer is getting big again. Yeah, especially when it was World Cup soccer. Right. Man, people are, are flaky. Yeah, especially on Twitter. I think it's just a lot of people just go to Twitter and be like, you know what? This is my soapbox. Screw I all of you. I stand on it. So people were angry at, ah, <laughs> shut up. That, that's pretty much what I have to say about it. Shut up. Yeah. Because, you know, we are getting real in the underground RA podcast. Are we? I, I don't I don't know. Um, so Bose is suing Beats? Bose is suing, well, I don't know if Bose is suing Beats or suing Apple, but Apple basically owns Beats. That deal is going through. There is no way to stop it. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Facebook Oculus Rift uh, deal finally is official. Okay, so, so that Facebook one, owns Oculus. Yep. Apple is about to own Beats, uh, but Beats is doing noise-canceling stuff. Oh, and Bose has been over that since years. Bose owns the, the patents on that, so Apple is involved in yet another patent war. <laughs> Although I'm wondering if... if Bose chose this time to do it, either because it took them this long to actually build up a case. That's option one. That's the legitimate, hey, we're doing this. The second option is, hey, now they're owned by Apple. They have even more money that we can sue for. Or the third option is, holy shit, they're about to be owned by Apple. We need to get this taken care of before that deal goes through and they have Apple's lawyers. Mm. So they either want Apple's money or they want to do it before Apple's lawyers can say no. Right. 
On a side note, I'm looking at the link that you put here, and there's actually something more interesting at the bottom, which is a NFC-based skin tag that you can use <laughs> to unlock your phone. I, I like it. You're, you're ignoring the article and going for, like, the, here's what else you can see. Well, it's, it's, I understand that, yes, it's Bose is going after Beats, and that would make sense, because I hate Beats. Oh, how much I hate Beats. It's like... So, the, the problem with these skin tags, Andy, is that they last for 10 days. Oh. Oh, sorry, five days. The tattoo can stay on your body for up to five days and should survive abuses like showers and sweat-laden runs. Yeah, it's, you're paying a lot just to save a couple of seconds. And granted, I've already got Tasker set up, so my phone, if I'm in the, the Wi-Fi of my house and work, my phone will automatically unlock, which will be good because those places I, it's where I use the phone my mo- the most. If I'm out and about, kind of want my phone to be secure. Right. So I th- it's... What I really wish is if it could get it to work with my Fitbit. That would be nice. Your phone? Yeah. The S3 did. To unlock it when I would, while I'm wearing the Fitbit? Oh, that kind of yes. work with. Yes, sorry. Okay. No, that's, that's probably not going to happen. Almost certainly not going to happen. I know. So, let's see other federal things now. Other federal things? Well, other Oh my God, legal so much things. FCC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go, uh, let's go with the broadband petitions. Yes. So, um, the FCC has actually received two partitions on the same day. Petitions. Yes. Not partitions. Petitions. Petitions. Petitions, yes. Okay. That's what I said, I swear. You you had said partitions. Oh, no. My apologies. Partitions. No. Andy! (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Petitions. Okay. There's no R in petitions. There's no R in petition. They received two of them. Yes. Same exact day. To do what? Um, let's see. One of them was filed by EPB of Chattanooga and the city of Wilson, North Carolina. So Tennessee and North Carolina, there are people there petitioning the FCC, asking them to Im- invalidate a state law that prevents it from offering internet and TV services due to the fact that the ISP has their limits on municipal broadband. Oh, these are the, the states where like AT&T wrote the law? Yeah, basically. God damn it. All right, so what did the FCC say? Well, it's since they just got the petition, they uh, they will be handled on a case by... This is the, what the FCC says. There's no specific timeline for review of the petitions or any future ones from other states. These petitions will be handled on a case-by-case basis, so don't expect the FCC to make a single declaration that preempts all state laws inhibiting municipal broadband. The FCC has the authority to take a broader action through rulemakings, but that is not what is happening here. So, in Tennessee, maybe you could, you know, finally get municipal broadband. It's one of those things where it's like, it's a case-by-case basis, but my guess is if the FCC overrules these things, everybody else could kind of state. Like, well, look at what they did in Tennessee and North Carolina. Yeah. They would state precedents of these other two FCC rulings and hopefully use that to petition the FCC for their own uh, overruling. Okay, and so what else did the FCC do? There was another one. Yes, the FCC also, while this is going on, uh, sent out a reminder to ISPs that they need to be... Honest. Yeah, honest and transparent with their dealings with consumer internet access. It's, it's really bad in the industry when the industry regulator has to send out a reminder that says, hey, don't lie to people. Because that's what they did. Yeah. The so FCC is- came out and said, like, look, stop these, these like, nefarious practices. You're being bad. So yeah, here's, here's exactly what he issued. Tom Wheeler issued the statement saying, Consumers deserve to get the broadband service that they pay for. After today, no broadband provider can claim they didn't know we were, we were watching to see that they disclose accurate information about the services they provide. The FCC's transparency rule requires that consumers get the information they need to make an informed choice about the broadband services they purchase. We expect providers to be fully transparent about the details of their service, and we will hold them accountable if they fall down on this obligation to consumers. Basically, we're watching be honest don't lie yes don't tell someone that they're going to get two megabits per second up when you're only providing the throughput of a half a megabit now i do have to say um at work we have a independent isp for us Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a big it's a local community one yeah which just connects into the bigger ones yeah so it goes from then literally from them to level three so it's oh wow yeah they have a direct pipe to level three? That's what it seems. According to the, the tracers that I was doing to nice. figure out why our internet was having issues. And they were actually pretty transparent. They were, I called them up like, hey, we're having like 20% ping loss or packet loss. 
according to the pings that I was running. And he's like, oh, let me check it out here. Oh, all right, this is, let me reset your your fiber to internet converter. And then you probably should reset your firewall. And then, uh, yeah, we've got you slated for an upgrade of your equipment at some point. I'm not sure exactly when, but I'll let you know when I, as soon as I find out. Aww. And I'm like, damn, this is what ISPs are supposed to be like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's customer service. <laughs> From an internet provider. It's like I, I put a message ticket in thinking, okay, I'm probably going to get... I'll hear to back wait. from them next week. Yeah. No, it's like half an hour later, I get a phone call. I'm like, hello? Well, they also have a significantly lower number of customers True. who are paying significantly more amounts of money. True. So, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I understand that. And I see it's our equipment that's faulty. Let me reset this and see if I can help you out. Well, okay <laughs> uh, then. Would you like to upgrade to a better plan? Well, we kind of actually do want to upgrade to a better plan at some point because we're having so stupid cloud something or another and everybody's trying to connect to one server instead of doing it locally in the building. And so our entire sales force is trying to use our internet for remote desktops, which is pretty bandwidth intensive. Yes. So yeah, yeah, we do want to increase it, but not if we don't... If it's just we need new hardware, hey, we're okay with that. But yeah, that's ridiculous. It's like FCC is saying, hey, be honest. Really, you have to... You, you have things. to actually tell people what you're going to provide them. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous and people are like, oh yeah, the free market can handle itself. It's things like this would make me wonder if the free market can really handle itself. It can't. And Hans is probably going to argue with us, but... Yeah, it can't. When the government says, hey, be honest, it makes me It means the free market has failed. Yeah. So speaking of level three and internet access. Yes. uh, uh, Real quick before you go on. Yeah. Part of the reason the free market has failed is that the market depends on an informed populace. Which, (laughs) when you're talking about internet access, there's not really much of an informed populace. Right. Because, you know, the internet is a series of tubes. We talked about this. I think, you know, after many years that this podcast has been going on, there's many things that we've talked about this. <laughs> that is true. What are we coming up to? Eight? Seven? Uh, let me go back to the first one. I like how you actually had on the very bottom of all the episodes of when the episode was created. And when it was last uh, rendered. Yes, which would be, you know, the day that you actually access it. Yes. So that it just one prints the current time. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the things like rendered today at, okay, that's great. It, it, well, in case you've got like a bunch of tabs open. True. And you're like, wait, which, what was the, the newest? Not that it mattered at all. But yes, I have the created time. Oh, we're going to be up north for the anniversary because it's August 30th, 2006. Oh God, eight years. Yep. But okay, so speaking of internet access though, Verizon yes. was posting that info about Netflix because Netflix said their stuff was getting... Yep, and YouTube said the same thing. Yeah. So uh, Verizon did their little response to this thing, and Level 3 looked at their response and was like, um, your, your response to this saying that Netflix was causing the slowdown. Um, it's not true. No, and your thing is that your diagram basically clearly admits that you have uh, decided to constrain capacity from network providers. Really? Yeah. So level three stepped in. One of the main internet providers in the world. Yes. Stepped in and said like, ah, no. Yeah, you should have proofread your description there because here, as I describe in multiple paragraphs of the diagram that you were talking about, uh, you guys are at fault. Wow. (laughs) Go level three. I mean, I, I'd like to think it's them being more altruistic. I think it has much more to do with them not wanting to take the blame. True. Right? Because if, if Verizon was to be believed, that's who really was at fault, was Level 3 and Netflix. Yeah. Verizon no. was saying, like, no, 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 we've got plenty of connections. Our stuff is all fine. Yeah. It's like, the, because the, the diagram and what you've talked about in your thing, it, you guys kind of just admitted that you were at fault. And this is why the FCC has to go around and say... <laughs> Damn it, Be guys, honest. play nice. God damn. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased at level three. Yeah. For a giant anonymous corporation. That was really cool of them. So what else? What do we all got on here? Well, I, like this is, do we want to move past this right now? I guess I, we can. 
Well, it's one of those things where it's just like, yes, Verizon screwed up, but what, what are the consequences? It's everybody. Did you see the, the, was it Verizon or Comcast? I think it was Verizon, the guy who did the speed test with Netflix. No, what did he do? So he, he ran, Netflix actually provides a speed test. Oh. They have a, a demo video that you can run. And, and just figure out your frame rate and figure out the, the connection. Okay. And so he ran it, and it sucked. Like, it was terrible. It was really bad connection. Then he connected to an anonymous VPN. So he's adding an extra step, right? Yeah. And he ran it again. And he was getting insanely high connection speeds. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And he's like, yep, Verizon is throttling Netflix. There is no two ways around that. So is this in the Netflix app itself then? No, it's it's uh, you do it on the PC. Okay. Let me see if I can find the details for it. Netflix speed test. Yep, just search Netflix speed test. It's like the first link is Wired article on how to do it. Ah. Uh, I think, maybe. 11-minute short on Netflix titled Example Short 23.976. Yep. Ignore the action and focus your attention on the top left of the screen, which will display the bit rate and the resolution of the video in real time. Okay. So, yeah. Well, if I had Netflix, I'd try it out. Okay. If only Amazon Instant Video had that as well. Yeah. I keep forgetting you don't have Netflix. We have Amazon Instant Video instead. And the internet. And the rest of the internet. Yes. Oh, popcorn time. Have you been using that? No. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been are, using are that. You, are you... Andy? No, I'm, I'm actually serious. I haven't been using popcorn time okay. at all. Okay. I, I was just curious. I was wanting to know how it was. No, I haven't used it yet. I've... If you were to use it, could you tell me how it is? Um, if I was to use it, yes, I would let you know. Okay, but you haven't used it, so you don't. No, I swear on anything that I have not used it. Okay. So. Uh, what else we got? Uh, what's up with Woot? What's up with Woot? Uh, it's actually not Woot in this case. So remember a while ago, Woot got purchased. Yes, by Amazon. Yes. And all of the sudden, not all of a sudden, it was actually really gradual. Uh, there was Home Woot. And Tech Woot. And, and Kids Sport Woot. Woot. And, Woot and, all, and then they started doing like the, hey, we sold out of the thing that we were selling, so here's something else. All those other stuff on Woot. And there was all the stuff at the bottom of Woot. And so Woot has kind of moved away from this deal-a-day object, right? It's basically yes. become the extension of Amazon Goldbox. Yes. Well, the original creators of Woot are not happy about that. And so they made a new website called Meh. Okay. So, you know, instead of Woot, it's Meh, right? That, that's, that's the pun. Yeah, I get it. You get it? You get it? Yeah. It's meh. So Met, M-E-H dot com, is going back to the deal-a-day roots. It actually is a deal-a-day. Once it's sold out, it's sold out. They brought back the comedic writing, and yeah, it's there. Hmm. It's worth checking out. It's kind of funny. It's kind of cute. Now I'm at Woot here and going, oh, I could really... Trail runner shoes, that could be interesting. And Andy, two terabyte, get off of Woot. <laughs> two terabyte central storage router. Andy, get off of Woot. But it's oh, only no, $100 for that router what? on Woot. Yeah, I know, $100 for that two terabyte hard drive and router. Yeah. Damn get it, off Dave. Of <laughs> get off of Woot. Close the tab. They're closed. Don't even hide it, just close no, the no, tab. No, no, I've closed all the tabs. Close all the tabs. Well, not all the tabs, because I've got our podcast up on a tab. Uh, Ford Focus. Yes, is trying to turn driving into a game. Um, is that a good idea? I don't know. I mean, I'm all for gamification. Yes. I really am. All Like, in many, many things, it really can work. You have to do it carefully. Because, like, you don't want to trivialize certain things. Oh, damn it. Now Kate's here. Now she's on Woot. So that's blinders. Oh, no. Putting on the blinder. Um, so yeah, the Ford Focus electric car has a My Driving page, which can keep track of your brake score and driving score. Your brake score? Your brake score. Is that how often you slam on the brakes? The former measures how well or poorly the driver uses the car's regenerative braking system. Uh, okay. The latter factors in overall acceleration, braking, and speed. Does it tell you how to improve your score? Like, I don't hey, know. if you started accelerating just a little slower, your score would go up. I feel like... That would be, do you know how frustrating that would be to, like, I have the score, I would like to improve it, I don't know how. No, Use that... the brakes better, but I don't know how to use the brakes better. How am I using the brakes that's bad? 
I feel like any usage of the brakes is probably good. I no, not every you, you are traveling 75 miles down the freeway. Slamming on your brakes just to increase your score is not a good thing. No. That's how accidents happen and traffic <laughs> jams. There's a new wave of traffic jams as people start using their brakes on the highway. Because they want to get a higher score than the guy next to them. For a higher score. Oh, that would be even worse. Like, if it, if it compared you to the local cars, you're like, hey, that guy, like, three cars behind you, he is rocking this. What oh, the yeah. hell are you doing? He's rocking it, huh? Slam. <laughs> Let's see him break that, huh? I feel like, like I don't want the freeway to turn into Mario Kart. No, I I feel like this gamification. I feel like with electric cars, you shouldn't have to change your driving style to fit your car. Um, I feel like the electric car should be designed that if you if you're just driving normally, that will be its most efficient mode. So taking the golf club approach. Yes. Right? That if you drive an electric car versus driving a gas car, shouldn't matter. You swing it the same way, you get the result you want. Yes. I'd agree if we can start changing the way people use gas cars. Yes, that's the that would be the big kicker. But it's one of those things where it's, if you're trying to change your driving style to match your electric car just so you can get a higher driving score, that may or may not be a good thing. Well, but, but again, like if as long as it's that it would apply to both, but you can't because the regenerative braking doesn't apply. No. On on a gas car, every time you hit the brakes, you are wasting gas. Yes. That's why the hypermiler people, really slow to accelerate, really slow to brake. Right. Every time you hit the brakes, you are wasting gas. Whereas in an electric car with regenerative braking, you are, you're, you're wasting a little, but not nearly as much because now you're powering the battery. But I really hope that... Um, I, I think your, your dream of operating them exactly the same and having the optimal performance can't work oh okay so there the um there's a leaderboard so you can actually compare it against other people but yeah but i mean like locally like the people immediately around you this yeah. will compare you against everyone in the world because it's a leaderboard yeah with that the ford folk because they don't want you staring at you know the leaderboard while you're driving yep and then you know crashing your car <laughs> which will kill your high score by the way i, I wonder if it will, like if the car detects an accident does that drop your score i don't know but you can only actually view your your score from the website and mobile app. Okay. So instead of I've you know, I've got staring, my phone mounted on the window. Yeah, I know. That's you can view it from the mobile app. Well, screw that's right. No. Like, uh, fuck it, just put it right there. I want to know if an accident will lower your score. I I think it will. Well, it will increase your. Maybe there should be like some insurance score as well. <laughs> So I feel like the accident will lower your insurance score by a lot. You know, it would be great is if insurance companies started using the data from this, that you could argue with the insurance company for a better rate based on your ranking. Oh, come on, man. I'm like number three in Canada. Can I get a lower rate, dude? Um, yeah, I think this might be gamification taken a little too far. I like the idea of of scoring driving, but I don't know about like. Uh, I feel like it's getting a little too specific with a braking score. I, yeah, I think you might need better metrics. Mommy, can you take me to dance practice? No, I'm number one on the leaderboard, and if I drive out here going to dance practice, I'm going to drop like three spots. And always you know, ruins the the mileage. There are no good hills on the way to stop. Yeah, sorry, but you're going to have to walk the three miles up the yep. hill. I wonder so, what would happen if you did this with, like, the, the delivery companies, so UPS and FedEx. Now, those people need electric cars. Oh, man, absolutely. If UPS got an entirely electric fleet, oh, my God. Your package would take two extra days to get here. True. Okay, postal vans, because I do believe the post office has, like, one of the largest fleets, right? Probably. Who makes those trucks? Um, oh, the LLVs... Who the hell made the LLVs? I think it was GM. That had to be a huge contract. Well, yeah, there was a huge... Uh, sorry, Grumman. So it wasn't even one of the big three. No. Um, fleet size, uh, 208,000 units. Okay. So there's, a, a, there's a lot of them. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. And if they went electric, we'd save a lot of gas. Yeah, and most of the, the postal vans, they are a lot of braking. Drive to mailbox, break. Put Drive the mail to in. mailbox, break. 
drive to a mailbox break. The, the, let's say the LV's average EPA fuel economy is 17 miles per gallon. Yeah. So. so here's an interesting question, scavenger hunt for people. How much of the New York taxi service is hybrid now? Ooh. If you can be- find an answer with sources to back it up, there there's a prize. Andy and I have enough games to give away. I want to know what percentage of New York's taxi services are hybrid or electric. That'd be interesting to know. I will put a bounty out on that. All right, what else? Uh, speaking of driving and such, Google Maps. Yeah. They're trying to go after Foursquare and Yelp, it seems. Who owns Who owns Yelp? Google bought Zogby, yeah. right? Who does own Yelp? Not Zogby, Zagat. Yeah. Google bought Zagat. Who owns, does anyone own Yelp? I think Yelp is... Uh, does Yelp own Yelp? I think Yelp, Yelp Incorporated. Own, yep, they own themselves. Publicly held company. Okay, so Google's going after Yelp. Yep. And Foursquare. And Foursquare. Is Foursquare still a thing? I don't know. I, I never got into Google. that originally, so... Who still uses Foursquare? Um, I think my brother uses Foursquare. Why? I don't know. Does but he I, enjoy letting people know when it's okay to rob his house? I just, it was kind of funny. It was, uh, we were up uh, at Catherine's sister's house because that was her, hey, Catherine's back in the U.S. party. Yeah. And we're up in Royal Oak. And so we were driving back. It was that night. And I was like, oh, there's O'Toole's. And Jamie normally hangs out there. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Let me check Facebook. And he had checked in on Foursquare at O'Toole's. And so I sent him a message because trying to find parking in Royal Oak is impossible on the weekends. So I actually like took a picture of me driving by O'Toole's with the, the sign and me and be like waving at him. <laughs> so I thought it'd be funny just to, like randomly go in there and surprise him because I knew where he was at, but shit, that place was packed. So it was a drive-by waving of, hi! Hey, I'm in the same area you are. I was going to see you, but damn, parking, man. Yep. Damn. So, okay, so Google Maps, with the update, lets you search for interesting things around you. So, what was it? Field trip, right? Yeah, sort of like that, where there's a button now that's explore. So it will let you know of interesting spots near your location. But the explore button is not only location sensitive, it's also uh, time, day, weather sensitive as well. So in the evening, it won't, you know, give you, hey, there's a breakfast place over by you because the breakfast place would be closed. And so Google claims also that the app will learn from you. So the location experience will improve the more times you use it. Okay. So I don't know. It'd be interesting thing is I was up in Holland for 14 hours the other day. And we were like, we got to find a place to eat dinner. Neither one of us have really been around Holland, so didn't know where. So you, you hit the nearby. Well, that's what I did. It was like, okay, I need to find some place to eat, and so I I went to uh, Yelp and I just looked for reviews of stuff that was around me. And it was like, oh, there's a Jimmy John's there. That could work. <laughs> you used Yelp to find Jimmy John's. Yes. Well, it was, it was we were looking for whatever was nearby, and there was a Jimmy John's there, and so we're like, all right, that'll work. Okay. I usually use Yelp to try and find something a little more exciting. Well. We just wanted food at the time. Right. And we were waiting for a call from Australia, so we didn't want to make it. So, you know, if Australia called, I can't, sorry, can't talk to you right now. We're at dinner. What? Do I? Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> Australia? Yeah, Australia. Not like a city named Australia, the actual no. country. Yes. The, the, why, were, why was Australia calling you? Because the software that we were using was developed by a company in Australia. Okay. I see. Anything else? No, I think that's about it. Okay, review? Sure. It's your turn. I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but I have a Fitbit Flex. That is the wristband. Yes. The Nike Fuel-esque Fitbit. Yes. Okay. Which one do you have? I have the Fitbit One. Ah, okay. I might not really have it, though. It's kind of flaking out. Really? It doesn't seem to hold a charge anymore. Oh, well, that's not good. No. Like, I can't even get it to turn on. So the Fitbit Flex, it's a wristband. That's a pedometer, basically, right? Okay. Does it do a good job of counting your steps? I suppose. Have you tried? Well, yes, I, I've definitely, you know, worn it. And it's kind of funny because it gives you a goal of uh, like 10,000 steps every day, which okay. some days I won't hit. But then other days, you know, when I'm running 10 miles. You get way above it. Yeah. 10 which, miles. 10 miles has to be about 25,000. Uh, yeah, actually, yes. My top badge has been 25,000 steps in one day. Okay. I have also supposedly done 250 hey, give me, miles. Give me some cred for, for knowing 10 miles is about 25,000 steps. I'll give you a little bit on that one, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it might be slightly less, but I'm not sure. I'll have to, I'll check the next time I go running. Well, not this Sunday because it's a short run with a kick at the end. So it's not going to be a long run. Okay. But that's okay yeah, because it I actually should be under it, shouldn't it? Oh, well. Yeah, it's somewhere around there. 20 to, 20 to 25,000. You see, I always in my head think of walking as time rather than number of steps. Yep. 
Well, I just know that when I when I train and I get like twelve thousand steps, that's uh, it's usually about six miles. When you said train, I'm like, wait, what? And then I'm thinking, oh wait, that's your job. When I teach, yeah, yeah, I walk about six miles when I teach. Ah, per day. Let's see, how far did I walk yesterday when I wasn't doing anything? Two point five three miles yesterday. Yep. This is this is why I feel like I'm actually still maintaining a somewhat healthy body, even though I don't do a lot of exercise, is I'm on my feet all day. Unless it's an office day. Those are terrible. Office days are like 2,000 steps. Yeah, I know that feeling. That's from the bed to the car to the office to lunch, back to the office, back to the car, back to the house. Not a lot. Not a lot. Okay. So so, so the flex? Yes. $100. Yeah. For a pedometer. Okay. It's got a lot of things. It, it has a web interface, which is both a blessing and a curse because um, you, if you're you know, someplace without internet connections, you cannot check how you're doing. The only indicator on the, fl- on the, the Flex here is five lights. The that, battery? No. Okay. It doesn't even tell you the battery. It actually sends you a message via your email that your battery is getting low and you need to charge it, which is not helpful you know, if you don't have internet access. Yes. It's like, why is this not working? Oh, I get back to civilization. Your battery is low. Well, shit, that would have been good to know. Um, but yeah, on the, the it has a little website interface, which tells you your steps, your calories, your distance, your very active minutes, your sleep, and badges and stuff. But it's just a pedometer, so it kind of estimates your calories and estimates your very active minutes and estimates your distance based off of your steps. Okay. So it's like, it says I have eight, I've already burned 856 calories today, which I don't think is, having eight, having it end at 856. So today. Today. So so far. You, you haven't done anything. I know. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't is that, know. Is that just the, like, you're burning this many n- naturally I, by I, being awake? It's it's all an estimation. It's a lot of it's a lot of estimating because it, it seems like it would do a lot more, but it's just a pedometer. Now, what it also does is act as a sleep wristband. Yes. So you put it into sleep mode by basically drumming on it until it goes funky. <laughs> really? Well, you, you kind of just drum it with your fingers and then it'll vibrate and the lights will flash and say, hey, I'm in sleep mode now. So it will track your movements while you're sleeping. Okay. I just hold down the button on mine. Oh, yeah. I don't have any buttons on this. Right. So I just have to keep drumming it with my fingers until it goes crazy. Okay. Um, so the sleep measurement will tell you last night I was in bed from 2.30 till about 7.50. Okay. Yep. Of that time span, I was asleep for two hours and 28 minutes. Uh, What? According to the the Fitbit, I was I spent one minute awake and 164 minutes restless. And you got two hours of sleep. Yes. Do you believe that? I'm not sure. Because I don't believe that. I do feel tired. Uh, yeah, but do you feel two hours of sleep tired? I'm not sure. Well, okay, so there's the difference between, like, sleep and then there's, like, restlessness, which could just be maybe I'm sleeping but I'm tossing and turning. Yeah, then they need to call it deep sleep. Yeah, it's... There's a, it's okay. It's what the, the one thing I do like about this, though, is the fact that it's got a built-in silent alarm. So I can set up through the web interface. That's the one problem. You have to set it up through the web interface. An alarm for my yes, Fitbit. Yes, that's to make the device itself simpler. The web interface makes the device itself. There's no button on your device. I know. You don't need to press a button 20 times and then hold it for three seconds and then press it three times. But, okay, so my cell phone can communicate because it's got Bluetooth 4.0. Okay. With the, the, the tracker. So I can but I still have to use an internet connection. Otherwise, the cell phone and the thing won't really work because everything is run through the internet. Right. So um, if we went camping like we did and there's no cell phone service and I forget to change my silent alarm on... It goes off. It goes off. And there's no way of turning it. Well, you can turn it off once it goes off, but there's no way of just turning off the alarm completely unless you have internet access. Right. Which seems a little wrong on my part. Well, they, they don't expect you to take it with you camping. True. But the thing says, oh, you can wear it all the time. You can wear it in the shower. You can wear it while you're running. It's it's fine. Yes. So I feel like it's one of those things where I just don't take it off. But I mean, that just means it's water resistant. Yeah. It's one of those things where it, but if it's like, oh, if I forget to turn it off, I'm going to be waking up at this time no matter what, because I already set it up to wake up at this time no matter what. But that's that's the one bonus I have for this thing is the silent alarm. Okay. Is nice. So I, I have almost all of that with the Fitbit uh, one. Okay. The difference being it goes on my hip or in my pocket as opposed to on my wrist. But there is a, a strap that it comes with for nighttime to do the same sleep tracking and silent alarm. For your wrist? Yep. Okay. Does it vibrate you awake? Yes. Okay. Silent alarm. Yeah. 
I'm up. I'm up. Uh, I just like that just because it's helpful, you know, not to have the alarm go off and wake up oh, the yeah. person sleeping next to you. Oh, absolutely. Although it, the, the noise from the vibration actually would routinely wake Laura up. Wow, she's a light sleeper. And if that didn't, then me getting out of the bed would. Wow, she's a light sleeper. Yeah. I am not. Okay. So no, you is, are not a, a light sleeper, are you? No, no, I'm not. You are a very heavy sleeper. Yes. For your two hours of sleep. Yes. For that two hours that I get, I'm a heavy sleeper. Okay. So it's one of those things is Kate's got it, the Fitbit Flex, and so do I. So the question was, okay, is she likes it because it's keeping her tracking and she's also creating spreadsheets based off of this stuff as well. Nerd. I know. But it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's tracking the information, but what are you going to do with this information? It's like, okay, yes, I understand that I did three miles yesterday. What am I going to do with that information? Have it. And do what with it? Just have it. You never know when that sort of information might be uh, useful. Okay. Hey, you read Snow Crash. You never know when that information might be useful. But for me, that information really isn't that useful. Well, but you're not saving it for you. Okay, so it's one of those things where it's, yes, I'm cataloging the information, but it has to have a reason for cataloging. Yes, I know when you're planning changes, you should first figure out what the current situation is and logging that information would be great. So this is like something, I feel like this is for like the beginner and I'm beyond the beginner already. Hence, you know, running 10 miles is not something that a beginner would do right off the bat. Why did you get a pedometer in the first place? Because Kate was getting the pedometer. And I was curious about it. And so if you're brand spanking new to it, I would say, yes, this would be a fun little thing. But for me, wasn't worth it. Yeah, I don't understand what the purpose is. Okay. Which is why am I probably going to be returning mine while I still have that window of opportunity. So yeah, it's like, okay, that's great. I'm collecting information. Why am I collecting information? I don't know. Sleep. It seems interesting. And it tells me, yes, you didn't sleep well. And I know that because I'm tired, but there's no suggestions of how to sleep better. It just logs the information and you can do with it what you want. And I haven't figured out a purpose for for the information yet. Okay. It'd be nice if it actually could do my heart rate while I'm sleeping as well, because I think that would be a better indicator of just if I move my arm. Well, just wait for it. It'll happen. Heart rate, heart rate, brain waves, all of it's coming. So yeah, that's a Fitbit Flex. Cool. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yes. If you had to give up one of your senses, hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling, tasting, which would it be and why? You have to give up a sense. Yes. I am saying feeling is off the table. Okay. Because because that, that's an actual medical condition where you actually can't feel things. And people like that have serious issues like, you know, accidentally putting their hand on a hot stove. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the uh, congenital insensitivity to pain. Yes, where I can't feel pain. That, and feeling pain is something, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a big it's a warning survival sign. survival mechanism. Yeah. We have it for a reason. So I'm saying I, I have to have feeling. That must be something I must have. Oh, sorry about that. Okay. Um... So feelings off the table, sight, sound, smell, and taste. Yeah. Man, I don't want to... I need my sight. I need sight. I, I cannot see myself operating as blind. Well, think of how much technology is all visually based, especially right. now. Right. Like, all of my hobbies depend on sight. Sound... Okay, so we got seeing and feeling are basically out. So it would be hearing, smelling, and tasting. And smelling and tasting are pretty... They're pretty similar. So yeah, they're I, pretty hand-in-hand. Hand hand. There's a lot the, of taste is actually the smell. Right. I, all, I think it's between those two. Smelling and tasting and hearing? No, I, I think between smelling and tasting is what I, I'd get rid of. If I get rid of smell, would it have the impact on taste? Yes. If you get rid of smelling, it will have an It will. They, they have proven that. I, no, I know they have proven it. I'm saying in this situation where I'm forced to give up one of my senses. I think smelling would affect your taste. So if you get rid of smelling, you're going to affect your taste. If you get rid of taste, you're still going to be able to smell things. So it, they're both going to affect each other in right. a little bit. See, the, the thing is, both of them have evolved to be such danger senses. Because this thing smells bad. Right. Or, wow, this tastes really bitter. This is actually not good. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say I have no problem giving up hearing, but I now work for a radio station company. So I feel like... I feel like hearing is kind of important. I work for a radio station and I can't hear. Huh. I don't think that would go over all that well. I, I think I'd have to give up smell or taste. I don't know which one. I would say I would give up, oh, oh man, but there's so many delicious tasting food out there. I know. That's like you would never get to really enjoy a steak. At the same time, it means that those uh, those like super healthy foods that taste terrible, yeah. you'd have no problem with. Yeah. Yes, I'd like some tofu. Like I will just eat tofu raw. Just tofu. <laughs> I need protein. I will eat the soybeans raw. <laughs> oh, oh, nom, nom. Do I need salt on that? Nope. <laughs> it's no point. 
God, this is a tough one. I, I think I'd have to go with taste. It's not like I can enjoy a nice cake anyway. <laughs> you can smell and go, oh man, that probably tastes delicious. Yep. But I can't taste it. Yep. What about you? I might have to go that Oh, I hate to say it because, oh. All the other ones are so essential, though. If, if I our, wasn't. For our lifestyles. If I, okay. If I was doing straight IT work or computer work, I think hearing would be the easiest one to give up because the internet is a visual-based medium. Yes, but listening to a computer is a good way to diagnose it. I feel like hearing in a normal life would be the easiest one to taste to give up, but taste. you're still going with taste. Yeah, still going with taste. All right, I would say normally I would give up hearing. I think that'd be the so easiest one. The question then becomes, what would you... I can't hear you, Kate. I have my headphones on. What, what sense would you like to gain? What sense would I like to gain? Yes. What sense would you like to gain? If you're losing a sense, you get to gain a sense. That, that makes no sense. And no, I didn't mean to do a pun of that makes no sense. Okay. I, I, I don't know what you're asking there. Well, like, do you, do you want the ability to sense... Uh, think You could think of it like uh, expanding the other senses. So, like, a spider sense sort of thing? So, sure, you could do, like, proximity, uh, and that could be done via echolocation or uh, just in innate, you know, there's matter over there, there is, there is solid material over there. So it's kind of asking, like, what superhero power would you want? Kind of. <laughs> do you want to be able to sense EM fields? Do you want to be Daredevil? Do you want to be Spider-Man? Do you want to be Electro? Do you want to be Magneto? I didn't say you could change the field. You can see light. Can you change it? No. You can hear sound. We can't change it. That's what I was just... That's where it seems like your question is going, is in that direction. I mean, it it would be a superpower in the sense that it's not something people normally have. I feel like better vision for me would be the best. Being able to see like really far away at very high resolution. Being able to just see without my glasses would be nice. (laughs) Yes, that is probably true. Yeah. So okay, I think uh, sensing current and EM fields. But how often are you surrounded by EM fields? Very often, but that's that's just the background noise. Could be a lot. It would be like living your life. To, to change it to another sense, like with hearing a constant buzz in the background. Like living in a city? True. Yeah. Or seeing a, a, a spots in the corner of your eyes all the time, like you've got cataracts. No, it would not be. Well, not cataracts. It's just the cataracts. background noise. I feel like that background noise would get super annoying really quickly. Andy, do you feel your shirt? Now that you brought that up, damn it, Dave. Now that I brought it up, but before I brought it up, did you feel your shirt? No, I didn't feel my shirt. There you go. It's the background noise. Your brain filters it out quite easily. Now I feel my shirt. Damn it. <laughs> damn it, Dave. Now I'm focusing on my breathing. Damn it. And now, and now I'm starting to realize every time I blink. <laughs> damn it. Stop it. Okay, we're done. All right, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.